Well, hello, and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim, and I love stories. Hello, Super Great Kids, and how are you? I hope your week was good. We've had a happy time looking at all your competition pictures. So, if you sent us a drawing, thank you very much. You made us smile. We'll be announcing the winners just after the story. Now, could you think how you would start a story if you were going to tell one? For example, fado, 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 or mouth open, story, jump out. Have a think while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Ready? Off you go. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. Did you decide how you'd start your story? Maybe crick, crack? Or back in the day when animals could talk? Oh, there are so many ways. Did anyone remember the opening from Kenya in Kiswahili that we learned last week? The storyteller says, Hadithi, Hadithi. And the listener replies, Hadithi Njo. Well, a gold star if you got that one. Right, time for our storyteller, Baden Prince, who's going to tell us the story about Br'er Rabbit and the Big Wind. Br'er Rabbit stories are told particularly in the Caribbean and in the southern United States. Br'er is short for brother. So you get Br'er Rabbit or Br'er or Br'er Wolf. Now, this is not a how and why story. It's what I call a just because story. Just because I like it. But Baden would call it a Br'er Rabbit story. Br'er Rabbit is a trickster, a bit like a Nancy. This is a new trickster who we've not met before on Super Great Kids Stories. Sometimes you get trickster rabbits popping up in African stories too. Remember the story about Kojo the Rabbit? Ready for our story? Let's give a warm welcome to Baden Prince. Hi, it's Baden back with the crew from Super Great Kids Stories. I come from an island called Antigua, which is in the Caribbean, one of the smaller islands. Most people will know Jamaica, of course. Some people will know Barbados. But I'm from one of the smaller Leeward Islands. Um, it's called Antigua. Uh, 365 beaches. We say we're land and sea make beauty. And it's 108 square miles of absolute perfection. And here's a really interesting fact about Antiguans. Antiguans don't swim. <laughs> so we go to the beach every Sunday morning and we might go in up to about waist height and you stand around in there and throw some salt water on yourself to, you know, clear your skin. And then you head for the nearest tree and some shade. There are some guys who do deep water swimming, but most sensible Antiguans, <laughs> 
treat the sea with a lot of respect. And now I'm going to do a Br'er Rabbit story called um, Br'er Rabbit and the Big Wind or the Greedy Tiger. There came a time when things were tough, things were hard, and food was really scarce. All the animals in the forest were starving, they were miserable, they were walking around with their heads down, hungry, desperate for something to eat. And the only person who had food was Tiger, because Tiger lived on a piece of land with a stream flowing through it. And in the middle of his field, there was a massive breadfruit tree. Now, if you don't know what breadfruit is, it's a big, round vegetable about the size of a football. It's called breadfruit because it grows so plentifully and you could do so much with it. You can boil it, you can bake it, you can roast it, you can fry it, and one breadfruit can feed a family of four easily with pieces of it left over. But would Tiger share the fruits of his breadfruit tree with the other animals? No. In fact, Tiger spent his day patrolling his field, walking round and round the edge, roaring at anyone who came within earshot. If you come anywhere near my breadfruit tree, I'm going to deal with you. The poor animals were all so sad and dejected. They were sitting around, crying and moaning. Look at Tiger. Why is he keeping all those breadfruits to himself? Why can't he share some with us? In the middle of this commotion, along comes Br'er Rabbit. Now, Br'er Rabbit was looked up to by all the animals, almost as a kind of judge as the man who you would go to if you had a problem and you needed it solved. So when he saw these animals all sitting around and lying around and moaning and groaning and looking miserable, he said to everybody, what's going on here? Oh, they said, it's tiger. None of us can find food to eat. And look, look at that tree. Look at the amount of breadfruit on that tree. And tiger wouldn't even share one or two with any of us. Bro Rabbit said, no, that's not right, but I have a plan. And he gathered the animals around him and he said to Brother Bear, right, I want you to break off a big branch off that tree and you see that hollow stump over there? I want you to go and I want you to climb inside it. And when the time comes, this is what I want you to do. And he whispered something into Brother Bear's ear. Brother Bear said, yes, and off he went. And then he called all the big birds of the air, buzzard, eagle, vulture, falcon, hawk. And he called them and he said, now you, I want you guys to climb up, fly up to the tops of the trees and perch on them, hide yourselves among the leaves. And when the time comes and I give you this signal, and don't forget, and he whispered the plan into their ears. Yes, Br'er Rabbit, they said, and off they went. And then he said to all the smaller birds, the sparrow, the dove, the pigeon, the woodcock, and you fellas, I want you to go and hide yourselves among the lower leaves, 
on the lower branches of the tree. And then when I come and you hear me say, and then you, and he whispered the plan into their ears, and off they went. And then he went to all the little creatures that lived in the field, the hedgehog, the vole, the field mice, the squirrel. And he said, and you fellas, this is your job. And they all said, right, the rabbit. And he said, off you go, take your places. And off they went and hid. Five minutes later, the rabbit comes running down the road with a long, long, long piece of rope wrapped round his shoulder, running as if the end of the world was coming. And as he got near to Tiger's field, this sudden commotion from the middle of the forest, this booming and banging that was shaking the ground like an earthquake, it was Brother Bear hiding inside the hollow log beating it with the branch that he'd broken off a big tree. But the noise it made, you wouldn't believe it. It made so much noise. It brought Tiger out of his house where he was sleeping, racing down to the edge of his field where he saw Br'er Rabbit with the rope tied round his shoulder, standing there looking scared as if the world was coming to an end. What's going on? said Tiger. Br'er Rabbit said, Hasn't anybody told you, Tiger? There's a big wind coming. This wind is going to blow away everybody and everything. I have to go and tie up all my friends, tie them together and, and tie them to the trees so that they don't get blown away. I can't stand up here and talk to you. I, I, I'm gone. See you, Tiger. And off he went. Tiger said, whoa, 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 hold on. What big wind? And just then, the tops of the trees started shaking and all the leaves were rustling and rattling in the wind like a breeze that was going to blow every leaf off every tree. That was vulture and eagle and hawk and buzzard and all the big birds flapping their wings and making a commotion. Look, you see what I told you, said Bro Rabbit? I got to hurry. I got to go and look after my friends. They're waiting for me to come with this rope. And he started running. Tiger put one paw on his shoulder and said, You stop right there. You aren't going to go and help your friends. You're going to stay here and you're going to help me. I can't do that, said Br'er Rabbit. And just as he said that, the lower branches of the trees started shaking and the leaves were rustling and the leaves were rattling and everybody was flapping and they looked as if they were all going to blow off into nothing. That was the little birds. That was Pigeon and Dove and Sparrow and them flapping their wings among the trees and making it look like the wind was blowing. Oh, oh, I hope I'm not going to be too late, said the rabbit. Come, let me go. I've got to go and help my friends. Oh, no, said Tiger. Oh, no. You are going to help me. And then the grass, as if the grass was rising up out of the ground, because vole and field mouse and squirrel and hedgehog, they were scampering around and making the grass look as if it was blowing in the wind. Oh, Lord! said Br'er Rabbit, look, even the grass is going to blow away. Tiger, I've got to go and help my friends. No, said Tiger, you are going to tie me so I don't blow away. Tie you, said Br'er Rabbit, but what about my friends? I don't care about your friends. 
said Tiger. And he took the rabbit over to where there was a tall bamboo tree sitting at one end of his land. And he said, tie me to this bamboo tree. Tie me as tight as you can. And the rabbit ran around him, ran around. He said, but, but Tiger, leave some rope so I can go and tie the rest of my friends. No, said Tiger, use all the rope on me. Tie me up, tie me tight, tie me good and tight. So the rabbit did. And then he said to Tiger, okay, try and move now. Let me make sure that when the wind comes, it can't blow you away. And Tiger, <clears throat> and he, he twisted and he turned and he tried to move every muscle and every sinew. But he couldn't budge, at which point Br'er Rabbit said, good. And he turned and he clapped his hands. And suddenly, all the rustling at the top of the tree stopped. All the leaves rattling at the lower branches of the tree stopped. The grass stopped waving. And all the animals came out, including Brother Bear with the big booming inside the hollow trunk. And he said, there you go. Go and help yourselves to all the breadfruit and all the water that you want. Go and get your buckets. Go and get your gourds. Get food and take home for your families. What about Tiger, they said. Tiger, he said, look, look over there by the bamboo. And there was Tiger tied up tight, growling, furious, but he couldn't do a thing to stop them. And that is how Br Rabbit dealt with the greedy Tiger. Crick, crack, crick, crack, hard work, break my back. Oh, thank you for that story, Baden. I wonder what you think that story was about. What was the little lesson in it for Tiger? See what you think and see if your grown-ups agree with you. Now, super great kids, it's time to announce who won the t-shirts and the colouring books for our drawing competition. I have to say that it was extremely popular and we were really pleased that so many of you shared your pictures with us. But that means it was very hard to choose only 10 winners since all your drawings were so good and we'd have liked to have given a prize to every one of you. So, we've chosen 10 winners, and we're going to say the special mention to the five runners-up. Ready? Roll the drums. Here are the names of the 10 people who won this competition. I'm reading them in no special order. August, who is four, drew a beautiful picture of an orange elephant from the Indian story, How the Elephant Got Its Trunk. And Dash, who is eight, from Illinois in the US, drew a considered drawing of the phoenix, complete with lots of colorful birds, from the Chinese story, How the Phoenix Got Its Colorful Feathers. And Evra, who is six, from Washington in the US, drew an imaginative picture of the giants shrinking in the pit of fire from the Native American story, How the Mosquito Became. And Taya, who is three, from Australia, has drawn a smiling sun from the Colombian How and Why story, Marina and Marino, about how the salty sea became. 
And Harper, who is six, from New Zealand, made a beautiful collage of a multicoloured phoenix, complete with flowers and leaves, from the Chinese story, How the Phoenix Got Its Colourful Feathers. And Julie, who is seven, from Dublin, drew a brilliant, detailed and witty story map of the Irish story, How the River Shannon Became. And Mira, who is six, has captured incredibly well, in cartoon style, the Inuit story, Why the Whale Has a Sad Song. And Sage, who is nine, has drawn a sophisticated picture of the African story, How the Leopard Got Its Spots, in pen and watercolour. And Jemima, who is nine, from South Africa, has drawn in coloured pencils a beautifully observed picture of all the different birds from the Chinese story, How the Phoenix Got Its Colourful Feathers. And Isha, who is six, from the US, drew a considered drawing of the rainbow snake from the African story, How the Rainbow Got Into the Sky. Well done, all of you. You'll be getting a T-shirt or a colouring book in the good old-fashioned post, what we call snail mail. So bear with us as they wing their way across the globe to you. And here's a special mention to the five runners-up. Clara, who is six, drew a very stylish picture of the young warrior, complete with lots of fanged snakes from the South American story, How the Snakes Got Their Poison. And Gaia, who is five and a half, from Adelaide in Australia, drew a detailed and happy picture of the animals hugging each other from the African story, How the Stars Got Into the Sky. And Lev, who is six, from Australia, has drawn a stylish pink spotty salmon from Irish story, How the River Shannon Became. And Mason has painted a fabulous picture of the English story, Why Crocodiles Sleep With Their Mouths Open. And Olive has drawn a beautiful rainbow snake, complete with scales and slithers of ice coming down from the clouds. Well done. Thanks very much to all of you for taking part. Story Owl has been excited and delighted to see such lovely drawings. Finding your pictures in our inbox every day felt a bit like opening a present or a bag of happies. You can see all the inspiring pictures on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. And now, some thank yous and hoo-hoo hellos to our very own Owlets, who've recently hopped into our nest and joined our Owlets Club. Hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo and hello to new Owlet David, who is six and from Bloomington in Minnesota in the US. David loves dinosaurs and dragons and listens to super great kids' stories every night. His favourite story, of course, is The Ghost with a Bloody Finger. More scary stories coming up soon, David. And hello to Owlets, River and Willow from Eagle Point in Oregon in the US. River is seven and Willow is five. River's favourite story is 
why the rattlesnake rattles and how snakes got their poison. And Willow's favourite is Wild Jack and the Two-Headed Giant. And and hello to six-year-old Amelie, who lives in Miami with her turtle Greenie. She also sent us a great picture of Labismina, the snake's sister from Brazil. And to Owlets in Australia. Lev, who is six, and Shemi, who is three. Welcome to the club. And and hello to new subscribers, four-year-old Alistair and five-month-old Stellan from the US. Hope you're enjoying the bonus stories and that they help Stellan to fall asleep. And welcome all of you to the club. I hope you enjoy the extra stories and the Owlet Letters. If you'd like to join the club, look on our website and click on the Patreon or Apple link. And thank you to Ev and Ethan for your donation on Ko-fi. Ev likes the super great scary stories and his brother likes the hummingbird and the forest fire. That's it for now. Have a happy week listening to and telling your stories. See you soon. This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London.